Dagny, 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 I remember what I wanted to talk to you about right up top. Oh, okay. We had just, we just had the cast reveal for RuPaul's Drag Race, All-Stars Oh, All-Stars. And one of the cast members is... Miss Pandora Box. Miss Pandora Box, friend of the pod, is going to be back on RuPaul's Mm -hmm. Drag Race. I'm so excited. I am a little bit jaded, though. Why? Because when she was on the show, at the end of the show... We said, all right, Pandora, and anything you want to plug? And she went, mm, mm. no. And she had already recorded the <laughs> whole season of All-Star 6 at that point. She could have broken that non-disclosure agreement just for this show. You know, and I just, I, I don't. wonder would have cut her out. Well, <laughs> it just completely edits her out of the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry pied her out. Is oh, gosh. Dark? No, oh, God, not Pandora. <laughs> Pandora's, no. But uh, the whole cast no, is ridiculous. Pandora. Um, I lo- and I definitely didn't know the whole cast before it was revealed. Yeah, that's infuriating that you knew everything. That you were just like, I know a friend who works in the industry, and they told me everyone. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I'm very excited. It's a it's a weird cast, but I'm excited. It's a cool cast. Not weird. It's just a it's a cool it's a it's a good mix of personalities. Yeah. Well, and then and then Pandora, you know, Pandora will be back on the show. She was on season two. She was on All Stars one, and now what? Mm-hmm. Seven years later, she's back on All Stars six. I'm so excited for her, and I can't wait to watch everyone. If you're listening, go she buy your great. go buy your Pandora box merch right now. Get on her website, get some things, crush it. And also Paramount Plus, so you can watch it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have, yeah. That's the other thing. We have to get Paramount Plus. Oh boy. Introduce the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good <laughs> evening, and good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to The Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. My name's Billy. I'm one of your hosts, along with my sister. Dagny, that's, that's her. me. That's my sister. She's the best. And uh, uh, we're having oh, a good thank time. You. We're having a great, <laughs> great time. I'm 30 years old now. I feel My back started hurting immediately after I woke up. But other than that, it's been pretty exciting. After you woke up today or on your birthday? On my, literally the morning after. Like I turned, no, I'm joking. But like I woke up and was like, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, and I, yeah. I have one more cool thing to announce before we, we get started started. Um, my show, Billy's Big Night Out, my stand-up comedy show, comes back June 10th. And tickets are available yes. on Eventbrite and on the Comedy Chateau website. I will be sharing those like crazy. I will be annoying as hell about it. Um, but it's my first live stand-up show back that I'm producing. So um, we'll post the link, we'll share it, and I'm going to talk about it everywhere. We've got um, uh, such a cool lineup. I talked last week about people who've been on the show who's going to be on it. But like, so Drew Craft, Julian Michael, Samantha Hale, but also Sherry Cola from Hulu and Freeform's TV show Good Trouble is going to be on it. Um, Gina Bloom, who's a phenomenal comedian. It's a very cool show. I'm very excited. And now I'm going to shut up about it and talk about Poptimist. (laughs) Yes. Good job. Good job. I love that you use our show for your own promotion. That's um, what it's for. You. I know it is. I know. We're not even here to talk about pop culture. It's just for you to plug your just stand-up me. Just career. Just plug myself. Which, whatever. Yeah, obviously. Um, so I, I'll talk about what I've been consuming, I guess. It's not too much. I'm seeing Cruella tonight, and I was supposed to see it last night, and that's what I was going to talk about. But we'll get to it another day, because I'm very excited to see it. But... Uh, I watched a, a, just as iconic of a film that I hadn't watched in, I didn't realize it's 20 years old now. Um, my boyfriend and I last night decided to watch Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, fun. <laughs> For no other reason than we it's got It's not even Columbus in. Day. Stupid nope, joke. Nope, nope. <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's so fun. And we were talking about that, I 
Harry Potter's not the only thing I wanted to talk about, but just because we watched it, I was like, just a nice reminder that I don't think we ever need to remake those movies, even though they the first one is like some of the graphics aren't or like CGI, not the most incredible quality, but they just do such a good job. It moves so fast. That's what I felt like when I watched it as a kid. It took a long time. They're done with the whole letter fiasco within 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> it's like 15 minutes in. He's already leaving with Hagrid. Um, but my other my just plugging Harry Potter in case you haven't haven't heard of it. Check it out, everybody. It's a good time. Um, That's I wanted fun. to well, talk about. We don't do. Oh, sorry. Go well, ahead. I just wanted to. I, Harry Potter is old enough that I remember when they announced um, that when they announced they were making the movie. And um, yeah. my fourth grade elementary school teacher was like, I don't know how they're going to mm-hmm. do it without it being a cartoon. Like it was old enough that the spe- no one had faith in the special effects uh, at that point. The fact hmm. that it was like a live action movie was like, this is going to be garbage. And then I remember believing her. And then we both were pleasantly surprised when we got to go see it finally. Yes. Also, our parents, coolest thing they've ever done is let us skip school every we time did. a new movie was released. We skipped, <laughs> we skipped school to see Harry Potter movies for like the first four Oh my god, we yeah. did do that. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. Our parents were our parents were very cool when it came to Harry Potter. They let us just fully skip a whole day. And then I had this one. I'm gonna call him out. Will Matthews, if you're listening to this, <laughs> he ratted me out to a teacher in third grade, which would have been prisoner of Azkaban, told my teacher they were he was like, You know Daggy's not at school today because she's going to see Harry Potter with her brother, right? She's not sick. I think it was Will Matthews. I hope he listens to this. We'll hunt him down, <laughs> send him the link, be like, any comments, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. Uh so no, he was please. actually very nice. But yeah, he did rat me out. I think it was just pure jealousy. Um, but also all the popular boys called me Hermione as a kid because they thought I uh well, because I was a nerd and I had curly hair. So I guess I fit the profile. But look at me now. Look, Emma Watson's hot. It's a compliment. Um, actually, the, really the only reason we watched it, I was Excuse reminded me. of the iconic chess scene through a TikTok where a woman does a spot on uh, impression of the three of them, where it's not me, not Hermione, you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Emma Watson's like, no, you can't. It's just she did the that one little clip so well and the drama of that chess scene is so high and it doesn't need to be but i remember i it really was upsetting when i first watched it a lot of the scenes in there really got me when i was a kid and while going back there is it is heavily implied that like ron's gonna be beaten to death by a giant chess piece like he's just gonna have his skull fractured he's fine (laughs) He's (laughs) he's all right it's also not a very far fall but you know, the drama, we live for it. I just wanted to talk about, because we don't talk about music that often. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the phenomenon that is Olivia Rodrigo right now. All right. Um, Educate me. Have you listened me. to her new album? No, I know some of her songs, but I haven't listened to like albums or nothing. Nothing. So you've listened to Driver's License, of course. Every, I mean, I think just because I have a TikTok, I've heard that song. Yes. Um, so she released her album Sour. And when I first listened to it, I was like, this is cool. This is fine. It's fun. And the more I listen to it, the more I like it. Uh, it's very Paramore feeling. Okay. It feels like move or not movies, but music that we listen to in middle school, like some nice Avril Lavigne feels. And it's just all kind of a not necessarily revenge album, but it is 
it's a pretty salty album. And then there's this rumor that she's releasing an album called Sweet soon, which is going to be like love songs because um, we've got Sour and Sweet. And she's doing a partnership with the the Sour Patch Kids company. I don't know. This also might not be true. I just heard these Dagny things. Dagny spitting but, hot rumors on Poptimist. Breaking news. Call page seven. I get all of my knowledge and information from TikTok. So take everything I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, but it's good. It, the album is fun and it moves. It's maybe 34 minutes long. It's pretty short. Uh, and of all the, there a lot of TikTok stars have managed to have a music career, but she was on High School Musical, the musical, the series, and <laughs> <laughs> she became famous through that and then has her own music career now. Uh, also, really, sorry, last thing. Wow. I, okay, I have cool. never watched High School Musical, High School Musical, the musical, the series. I have not watched it, but I didn't know that the the world that it's set in uh the movie high school musical exists it's just the kids go to the school where they filmed where it. they filmed high school musical it's very so like convoluted. a zac efron movie yeah that it exists it's self-aware and they're putting on high school musical at that school that the movie was filmed at it's it's and a choice the it's, title is it's great high school musical the musical <laughs> the series the musical, is the musical the series yeah. Wow. Uh, anyway, that was a lot of there. I, I jumped all over the place with that. But what have you been uh, consuming, Billy? So we started a show pre-pandemic where we watched like just the first episode. And then for whatever reason, completely, it just like left our brains. And then all of a sudden it came back in and we marathoned it and we finished the first season. And now we're going to do season two. And that is the Apple Plus series Mythic Quest. Um, oh, okay. Which I will probably talk to our guests about for a hot second. But um. Mythic Quest is Rob McElhaney, who whose name I just butchered. Um, good uh, try, good try. And he basically is like the head game developer of a, a World of Warcraft-esque MMO. And it's just a workplace mm -hmm. comedy about all of the horrible things that happen when you work for a video game company. Um, it's really, I, I also watched the first, maybe first two episodes yes. early on last year and then forgot about it. It's, um, I mean, go back I loved to what it. I watched. Yeah, it's really good. They really, the first season really flows well. I think my only note, and I think I told you this the other night, my only note is it feels like sometimes they let the actors improv. And then instead of like mm -hmm. picking the best improv at the end of the scene, they just like let it play out. And the scene, you're like, come on, just cut now. Go to the, your, the jokes are done. <laughs> um, but that only happens a couple times. Um, uh, I really like the dynamic of the show. I really like, there's like a character who works in the basement whose key card is intentionally broken because all she does mm. is get the customer complaints and she bums everyone else out so they don't let her come upstairs. <laughs> Um, oh my god that's funny uh lots of jokes about women in tech and then lots of women on the writing staff mm -hmm. for the show which is great but just there's one of my favorite episodes is there's only two women who work as programmers and one of them leaves the office to go to a convention and on that day a bunch of 10 year old girls come by for a girls can code field trip and they <laughs> forgot they were coming and they just have horror they have no examples for any of them oh no it's amazing <laughs> Uh, but yeah, That's it's funny. a it's a great time. Um, I recommend it, and we're gonna start season two here pretty soon. Um, they all there's oh, nice. there's there's one episode two in season one where they have characters who are not in the show. It's just a standalone episode where you watch two other characters develop a successful game in the '90s and how it like ruins their relationship and they become wealthy and it's oh. and that is a standalone single episode that was one of the best things i saw like like the season Whoa. was good that episode was exceptional i don't know they had no right to put that in there out of nowhere um and then i think my favorite casting in it is there is a 
an aging fantasy writer who was big in the 70s. Um, yeah. And uh, he's kind of misogynistic and he's incredibly washed up, but he's their head writer for the game. And he's played by F. Murray Abraham. And it's pitch perfect casting. It's so funny. I love him so much. And it's nice to see him being full balls to the walls comedic in a role because nice. uh, he's great. But yeah, much anything the Always Sunny cast is associated with. I love them so much. Uh, Elizabeth like is Like I've been watching on... Hacks with Caitlin Olsen. Caitlin. I almost Elizabeth? said Elizabeth Olsen. Look at that. Mary Kate, <laughs> Ashley, and Elizabeth. She's the long lost fourth sister. No, um, uh, Caitlin Olsen fourth? is in, okay. um, uh, she's in Hacks on HBO, which the boyfriend watched without. Which is really good. Soon. Oh, you started too? I gotta watch this episode. show. Dagme? It's great. We love it. Bring in our guest, dude. I would love to bring in our guest. I, I'm going to just riff on this introduction as we go. This man is a podcaster. He's a writer. He's a phenomenal entertainer. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. It's Scott Corelli. Hey, hey. Hi, Scott. Hi. I'm really welcome, excited welcome. to be here. I love this show. Ah, we're so excited to have you. I can't. I love that you're here. I'm so pleased. <laughs> What's in your shirt? Are those ice cream cones? I know this is a an audio. Well, they're medium. like they're like little coconut drinks. I love it. I love this. Little, that's what coconut cocktails. Yeah, it's like Billy. You have a Bloody Mary shirt. Anyway, I that, do. that's <laughs> nothing to do with the show. But I love a I love a shirt with a print. Mm-hmm, um, me too. Yes. Scott, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm great. I'm even better for being here right now. And Billy's right. You should all watch Mythic Quest. And that episode six is phenomenal. Should have won an Emmy. Yes. Wasn't even nominated, which is stupid. Um, <laughs> it's so good. It's such a good episode. I'm so glad you know what number it Billy. is. But yeah, episode six, it knocked it yeah. out of the park. And and it was also Mythic Quest because it's a comedy. We were like casually watching it in bed before we went to sleep. And that episode came mm-hmm. on and we just were like, like, it ended and we were like, holy shit, we can't go to sleep. Like, what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched the quarantine episode yet? No. So we we ended when season one was supposed to end. And now I know there is a quarantine episode that they filmed in between the two seasons, which is insane. It's it's the greatest quarantine. I mean, there were so many quarantine specials that aired. This is by far the only one that works. Like... (laughs) All the other ones are like super bad and just like barely thrown together. And this is just a regular episode of the show that happens to take place on computer screens and it rules. Well, because they're all in a programming office to begin with. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. No, it rules. uh, I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with Poppy. I'm obsessed with her horrible life. It's so funny, (laughs) Daddy. Well, and it's also there's like a layer to it as well, because the show was co-created by Megan Gans, who is a writer on Community, had a big falling out with Dan Harmon um, over like weird workplace stuff. And this whole show is apparently like her therapy about (laughs) her relationship with Dan Harmon. Um, Like Poppy is her. And yeah, it's like a whole thing. And it rules. It's just so it's so good. Yeah. Billy, that's another subscription service I'm going to have to ask your boyfriend the password for so I can watch it We Apple TV, right? Yes, and we finally realized that we're the weirdos with all the subscription services, and it's because my boyfriend has four sisters. Three of them have children, <laughs> so there's like there's like nine or ten grandkids at this point. So every sister pays for like mm-hmm. one streaming service. And the parents <laughs> pay for one. I think we pay for Disney Plus and something else, and then it's just a, a, a horrible 
family plan across 17 streaming services. It's great. We Maybe do I'll have get Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus and we can all share it. Oh, no. Oh, I, you already have it? Well, because, Dagny, mom and dad wanted CBS All Access and it just transferred over. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, because I'm, I gotta, so I'm not going to miss this. my Star Trek. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it. Scott, I would like to know um, what you brought in for us today for your pop culture So I'll be honest, when I realized what I wanted to do, I was worried that somebody will have already done it because it's a little broad. I'm going to talk about one thing in particular, but it is a little bit of a broad topic. And the topic is romantic comedies, which I love. Um, I I love romantic comedies, but specifically there's one romantic comedy that has a really, really bad reputation. And I watched it again. I remember liking it when it came out and everyone was like, that movie sucks. And I was like, really? I didn't think it was bad. And I watched it again like a month ago. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this movie rules. What is everybody talking about? That movie's 27 dresses. I got to be honest. (laughs) I just watched it for the first time like a month ago. Good. It's it's really good. (laughs) It has a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is insane. And I looked because I thought like I was expecting when I looked that it would be like, oh, all the male critics like bash it. And but no, it's a total like mix of male and female critics and people just hate it. They're like, oh, my God, it's so predictable. I rolly, whatever. And, no. and I was like, I, I don't. It's perfectly constructed. The first 15 minutes where you see her like running back and forth being br- the, the maid of honor between two weddings yep. is like such a perfect distillation of her character immediately. Yep. Like where you're like, I understand everything about this woman is it's so good. Aline Brosh McKenna, amazing writer, mm-hmm. um, you know, wrote, wrote uh, uh, Devil Wears Prada, uh, co-wrote Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on the CW. So I mean, she rules and wrote the yeah. story for Cruella, which, um, by the way, you haven't seen yet. I watched last night. It rules. It's so yes! good. Uh, I'm excited. I've heard so, it's good. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so good. Um, I was like, I watched the whole thing with like my hands by my face because I was so excited. <laughs> it was so good. Um but uh, yeah, I, I, I love 27 Dresses. I love rom-coms. When I was a kid, um, I would go see, like most of the time, I would go see movies by myself. It was almost always a romantic comedy because I could get people to go see other movies with me, but yeah. never rom-coms. And honestly, at a certain point, I just stopped trying and I would just go see every rom-com that got released by myself. Like, yeah. Uh, like right after school or like on a Sunday afternoon or whatever. And that was like my chill zone as a kid yeah. and as a, as a high schooler. And I just, I love the vibes of rom-coms, bad rom-coms, great rom-coms, mm-hmm. clever rom-coms. Like it doesn't matter. Even the bad ones have cool vibes most of the time yeah. where you're just yeah. like, this isn't great, but like I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying being here absorbing this right now <laughs> even it's though i'm, I'm rolling good. my eyes at dialogue and things like mm-hmm. that it's still just like it's a nice vibe and honestly there's something comforting about knowing what the ending is going to be yeah. i've never been more upset <laughs> with a movie than the ending of the breakup when i saw it and i was like oh it's a rom-com and then it ends with them actually being broken up and i was like well that mm-hmm. sucked that's not what i wanted that's not why i'm here <laughs> You know, like I came here for a comforting movie where I know what the ending is going to be. And I didn't get that. And I was very disappointed. So my topic is rom-coms. And specifically, I want to gush about 27 Dresses, which I already have. I can feel I can feel it already. This is yet another film that when the boyfriend gets home, I'm going to say, oh, we talked about 27 Dresses. And he's going to go, you haven't seen it, have you? And he's going to know everything about it. And I'm going to be in the dark (laughs) yet again. 
It's the only so good. The, the first thing that pops into my head when you say 27 dresses, and this is so dumb and unrelated to the film, is the first time I ever went out of the country was when I was 16 years old. I went to Italy. And I remember we drove past a movie theater and I was like, oh, wow, look at movie posters in Italian. That's new and different. And there was a massive 27 dresses, but in Italian poster. And then I started seeing that movie advertised all over Italy like crazy. And I was like, this is what being an international traveler is. <laughs> 27 dresses in Italian, but I didn't see it. I just saw the poster. Catherine Heigl posted all over Italy. <laughs> yeah, because it's the same poster, but all the text on her dress yeah. was in Italian. And I was like, oh, wow. So, so foreign. My mind, my horizons have been expanded. Amazing. Um, but before, I, wait, really go ahead, quick. Annie. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, before <laughs> we get, I have two questions. Yeah. Um, so I just want to get everybody's like favorite rom-com just because I am curious. Mm. Um, I can, Scott, or can I assume that 27 Dresses is your favorite or is that just like your you, hot take? No, that's just my hot take. That's my, that's my optimistic hot take. Okay, um, cool. I, Asking me my favorite rom-com is a hard question because there's, <laughs> there's, there's layers within that. Yes. Um, if you ask me my favorite bad rom-com, it's Little Italy uh, with, with Hayden Christensen <laughs> yeah. and uh, Emma Roberts. It is awful, but I will, I wa- I will stop. I in years. I will stop everything and watch the whole thing. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, they, it's not Little Italy, New York, you guys. It's Little Italy, Toronto. But yeah. they all have New York accents for some reason. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, I no, it's... I've seen it once, and I ha- I haven't thought about that movie in so long. <laughs> it's beautiful. A, yeah, it's great. Um, um, but great. yeah, and then like uh, you know, there's like genre rom coms that I like, like Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Timer mm-hmm. is a really underrated one from the showrunner of uh, of uh, WandaVision, Jack Schaefer. She wrote and directed this movie. Nice. Um, and I really like Man Up. Man Up is probably my platonic ideal rom-com. <laughs> if, you, if you strip like all genre and everything out of it, I think Man mm-hmm. Up with Lake Bell and Simon Pegg is probably um, my platonic ideal. What about nice. you guys? Um, I think when someone mentions rom- rom-com, immediately I think of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I think it's sure. a very good rom-com. I also love Matthew McConaughey. Uh, and I just think, yeah, that's probably my favorite. I yeah. of uh, if I had to just pick one. You mean how um, to lose a guy in ten days from the director of Little Italy? Is it really that's, the same director? That's the full title. Yes, it is the same director. Wow. Incredible, <laughs> love it, love it. But uh, what was the the um, you're so vain? That started playing, and my my boyfriend's roommate loves to play a game where he's like, name that movie when a song comes on, and it's never a movie. I know. Usually, I say Boogie Nights because like most of them are. Um, but <laughs> it, it was you're so. <laughs> you said you're so you're so vain came on. I was like, obviously, how to lose a guy in ten days. I don't remember what movie he said but um i yeah i was like how can you associate that song with any other film um (laughs) but apparently the world thinks other than or differently than i do but i think that movie's perfect um but scott i did have a question because uh you said you don't love rom-coms that necessarily have a different kind of ending um how do you feel about like 500 days of summer so hot take on 500 days of summer i love that movie but it's not a rom-com it's a coming of age movie yes okay correct okay cool yeah yes yeah, because he has to. Um, it's a journey. Not, not it's a, Joseph Gordon-Levitt learning he's a piece of shit and growing. Well, maybe not growing actually. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, possibly. <laughs> uh, it 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 seems to suggest that maybe he does, but we don't yeah. get to see that. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> we get to see him learn the lesson and never see if it sinks in. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, uh, it's a it's an interesting movie because it really is just about him learning what toxic masculinity is. Um, yeah. And yes. that you yeah. don't get to own women. <laughs> you don't uh, get to. Shocking yeah. hot take yeah. <laughs> here on Pultimus. Yeah. Um, Despite what like, culture teaches you as a child, oh, right. you don't get to own them. <laughs> right. Um, Shocking. So, yeah. Who knew? Uh, yeah. Billy, I don't, I don't know how many rom coms you really watched. Just I, willingly, I was, but... I was not prepared for this question. I have, a, I think I have two <laughs> answers though, because so the first one that popped into my head is the obvious um, uh, love, actually, just because we grew up on it, and it's kind of it was. Yeah. It, I saw it, I saw it when I was far too young. Actually, have we ta- have I told this story? I don't know. Okay, all right. Maybe so, love actually just re- so love actually. If you don't know, <laughs> has a, a main character played by Bilbo Baggins, uh, Martin Freeman, where uh, his character he falls in love uh, as a stand-in on a porn uh, a sh- shoot on a porn set. He falls in love with the mm-hmm. actress also doing a stand-in. So all of their scenes are like full nude, really weird sex scenes where mm-hmm. they're making small talk and not actually having sex. And it's honestly, it's very funny. So the movie came out when we were both fairly young and then it started to shortly after air on television and there was always, it was always censored for TV and our mom loved this movie. And so if she was like cleaning the house or doing anything and love actually was on, she would inevitably turn it on and then like move to another room and then turn it on in that room. And so one day love actually is on, on like three different televisions, if not eight, we didn't have that many, but you know, like it's on every TV in the house. And I walk into yeah. my parents' bedroom, my mom's back there folding clothes, and we're just talking. And somehow my mom has found love actually on one of the movie websites. So one of the porn scenes starts happening on the TV. Mm-hmm. And my mom looks at that, looks at me, and goes, where's your sister? And then she starts running through <laughs> the house, turning the TV off as she goes, desperately trying to make sure you didn't see the love actually sex scenes. And I will never forget how funny that was. Cause I'm following her behind her. I'm like 15 years old laughing as I'm following my mom. She's like, where are the remotes? It was so funny. Um, so love actually. And then the other one that popped into my head and I'm not sure why um, is Queen Latifah's 2006 hit last holiday where she works in a, I think she works in a mall and she goes to like this clinic because she has a headache and he does a brain scan. He's like, you've got like terminal brain cancer. You're going to die. And so she gets all of her life savings. She goes to this amazing European hotel in like Switzerland or whatnot. She gets full meals every night and it's just about her living her best life because she thinks she's going to die. But the whole time she's also been secretly in love with LL Cool J, which of course, Um, and it's Mm -hmm. great. It's so (laughs) funny and so good but also just queen latifah is so charming yeah. and the fact that they were like you get to be the romantic lead in oh, a yeah. rom-com was a great decision because she's fantastic mm. that is a good one cool i like that all right one. i also like the holiday yeah. the holiday, the holiday is, also is good. Good that's what i was well. gonna say all these like yeah. christmas-based rom-coms are great yeah, yeah. jack black is so <laughs> insanely hot in the holiday like yes. it's kind of it's kind of insane <laughs> i it's uh, yeah. Oh man. Uh he's so hot and charming in that movie. It's crazy. I love I love the holiday. Yeah. Um uh, okay, let's circle back to 27 dresses. 27. Uh, yeah. Scott, do you want to kind of give I mean the the plot in general is kind of self-explanatory, but uh <laughs> if you want to give Billy a little rundown on <laughs> the ins and outs of this movie so he kind of knows. Um yeah. and you just got to watch it at some point, Billy, cuz it's it's a good it's such a heartfelt lovely time. Um, so yeah. so Ka- so Catherine Heigl plays uh Jane 
and she is basically the greatest bri- uh, 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 maid of honor. I kept wanting to say bridesmaid maid of honor that ever because she loves weddings more than anything in the world. And uh, everyone that she's ever met wants her to be the maid of honor so that she can help plan the wedding. And she's really good at it. It's like all second nature to her. She thinks of things that no one else thinks of Um, when the movie opens. She is the maid of honor on, on in two separate weddings on the same night. And so she's running back and forth in her two bridesmaid dresses like changing in a in a taxi that she rents for the night um and uh she got money (laughs) yeah yeah she's she's pretty successful yeah (laughs) as most people in these rom-coms are which is another kind of comforting thing of just like ah man to be successful well that's like like what is it Uh, she's just like she's a personal assistant like she's not she doesn't have a super glamorous job but yeah she has enough money to rent out that's that's like in in the holiday um what's her name uh, Cameron Diaz is un- unbelievably wealthy and she edits movie trailers. <laughs> just, just like, all right, cool. Sure. Go on yeah. that mansion. <laughs> I, I say that um, that's what Kevin's girlfriend does. And I think it's probably, she's probably doing fine. Pays well, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so she's really good. Everyone loves her. Um, and she has the 27, the titular 27 dresses are the 27 times she's been a maid of honor. She has a closet full of all of these, like from normal to super kitschy to like really themed bridesmaid dresses um and it's just it's just loaded and the idea is like the concept of always a bridesmaid never a bride mm-hmm. made sort of literal and they turned a story out of just like that saying basically <laughs> yes. um and and uh on this on on uh so like we also learn after this that she reads uh this there's this guy that writes in the paper about like <laughs> Um, uh, uh, people getting together, um, you know, mm-hmm. engagements, or sometimes he reviews weddings that he goes to, like big popular <laughs> weddings. Cool. And she loves it. She loves the way that he talks about weddings. It's beautiful. Now, this guy is played by James Marsden. And the thing about him, he plays Kevin Doyle. Um, mm-hmm. The thing about Kevin is he doesn't like weddings. He thinks that love is fake and is stupid and all of this, but he's a really good writer. And so she falls in love with his writing, but meets him separately, doesn't realize he's the same person and is like, oh, wow, you suck. You're a terrible person and I really can't stand being around you. Um, he wants to get out of writing about that stuff mm-hmm. and become like a quote unquote real journalist. And to do this, he writes a piece on her uh, about how she's never been a bride and has been a bridesmaid or a maid of honor 27 times. She doesn't know that she he's going to do this. Yeah, he's just permission. like taking fun <laughs> pictures of her. They do like a little photo shoot when he's like at her house one day of her trying on all the dresses in this like really fun scene. And it's then great. he turns this over to his boss. I think his boss is um, uh, the the it's, woman from the office. Um, yes, right. Uh, that uh, that Steve Carell uh, dates for a while. Yeah, off and on. the the one that uh, oh. is her name in that Janet? iconic dinner scene. Um, yeah, yeah. Is this Melora um, Hardin, the actress? Yes, Melora Hardin. Yes, That's yes, it. yes. She's yeah. Jan. So yeah, Jan. Jan. Yeah. Um. So so she just publishes it, and he tells her <laughs> not to. Because yeah. he like really likes her, really likes this girl, th- this woman. But um, his boss just publishes it anyway because she's like, "This is interesting. People will care about this." And so she becomes this sort of sensation in the town about like, "Oh, that's really 
that's really sad, isn't it? That you're never a bride. Isn't that, that's a bummer. So she's really embarrassed and it's this whole thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, there's like this great little adventure that they go on. I forget why they have to go on this thing, but they're like car breaks down and they have to walk through the rain to a bar and they get drunk. And of course there's like a sing along scene, which is what you want in every rom-com. Um, and then, and then, you know, not to spoil the ending, but the ending's the best part. They eventually yeah. get married, of course, right? Because right. they're your rom-com leads. That's what you want. Yes. But you do this great thing where you're on tight on them doing their 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 thing, doing the wedding thing. And then you start to pull away. This is the very last shot of the movie. You start to pull away. And behind her, all of her bridesmaids are every bride that she ever was maid of honor for wearing their dress that they made her wear. That's yeah. so nice. Um, and so, it's incredible. And so she has 27 ma- like <laughs> bridesmaids <laughs> all wearing the, the stupid kitschy dresses that they made her wear. Yes. And it's just the perfect ending. Um, it's oh God, it's such a good movie. I love it. Um, Billy also, meanwhile, throughout all of this, she has fallen in love with her boss and it's right, like everybody right. in the office knows that she's in love with her boss. Right. And then her sister comes to town and he immediately falls for the sister. They get engaged within like two weeks or something. Yeah. And so Catherine Heigl is dealing with her sister getting engaged and falling in love with her boss, but also her sister's kind of you you are led Lighty. to believe that she's kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> like she's not, <laughs> yeah. she's not a. Good and then she has a bit of a redemption later on. Um, but yeah, you're meant to not like Tess, her sister. Um, yeah. But yeah, so she's like dealing with that the whole time, and she has a nice little salty speech that she gives with a PowerPoint at the mm-hmm. engagement or the wedding shower party. Um, <laughs> that's like her breaking point, basically. Because the because the guy the boss the reason that she loves him so much is he's super super rich like Bruce Wayne rich and <laughs> um and but he's like a philanthropist and he's always like doing nice things and he's always like helping like inner city kids and like you know going to like soup kitchens and like all that kind of stuff lots of charity lots of all of that um and then he's she so she does a compare and contrast in the PowerPoint where <laughs> yeah. she's like she's like. While he was doing this, my sister was getting uh, drunk with the football team in college, you know, and like doing like like compare and contrast like photos. And it's like really, really mean and really embarrassing, yeah. um, especially not mean. being a vegetarian because that's yeah. like a thing where her sister is pretending to be a vegetarian and like this huge human- humanitarian. Yeah. And then she just in this PowerPoint posts a picture of her sister covered in barbecue sauce eating ribs. It's really mean, but <laughs> yeah. she's, she's trying to prove a point. <laughs> Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it's honestly, it's one of the better roles that uh, that actress played. Um, Is that uh, Malin Ackerman? Yeah. Malin Ackerman. Yeah. Because I feel like I I like her, but I I feel like she's kind of limited as an actress. And I think she, she would often get cast in things where it was like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and this is like, this is kind of like a perfect role for her because you know, she's still like kind of likable, but you're also like, I mean, I you're you're super immature. Like, I don't, I I never took it as her being like a total piece of shit. It's just that, like, yeah, she's really immature, and she's like a rich hunky guy likes me. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna lie and do whatever I can to <laughs> bag this guy. Um, and I like, I totally, I, I understand what she's going through. Um, and I think she does a really good job in the role. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's, yeah. I love her. I love her in the, the comeback. Um, and we've got also, so, uh, oh, yeah. uh, Judy mm-hmm. Greer is in this movie. Judy Greer, who I love, comedian extraordinaire. Yeah. 
Of course she is. She is. Of course, that's what I was saying. Of course she is. Has her. Yeah. Yeah. She's the best friend, and and she's great. She's very. Mm-hmm. Ch- I love her in, like in thirteen going on thirty. Like she's great, but it's 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 rough because you love her, but also she's such an asshole in that movie. Yeah. Yes. Um. And in this, in this, she's just like supportive best friend, and so it's very comforting. And it's like I know you're capable of way more, but I do really like this mode. I'm like, yeah, I'm like really into it. So she, she cracks she me is up. very much she, a, um, a comfort in the. Movie did you see great. recently that she yeah. forgot she was in the MCU? So she did an interview where she forgot she was an Ant Man. <laughs> and someone was like, "Yeah, you've been in the MCU, right?" And she was like, she "No, really? I haven't." So yeah, she literally was like, um, and then she also because she's played, <laughs> she's played the supportive character so many times. She has a book called um, "I Don't Know What You Know mm-hmm. Me From," which is my favorite title of a book by an actor <laughs> ever. Um, but or yeah, she's, is it you don't know what you know me from? Something like that. But I think it's I think it's I don't know what you know me from because she's got so many supporting weird. She's like, I'm the best friend in the rom com over and over again. Yeah, uh, I love yeah. her. So Scott, this confessions so of a co-star by Judy Greer. That's great. <laughs> so Scott, this I'm, I'm casually flipping through reviews, and you're right. It's like even the like mediocre reviews are like unnecessarily <laughs> going in on this movie in a weird way. They're like they're like, oh, it's a rom com and had a happy ending, so no stars. And it's like, what? That's yeah. it's supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, rom com. I feel like the romantic comedy is one of the least respected movie genres ever like it's like we got like people really were into when harry met sally and then every everything since then it's just been dis openly dismissed or if it it has any other genre people are like well that doesn't count because it's not a real romantic comedy it's actually you know a, a sci-fi movie or it's actually you know something else right yeah. um like 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 Shaun of the Dead is absolutely a ro- romantic comedy, mm-hmm. but everyone just it's like oh no, it's a horror comedy. It doesn't. It's not a romantic comedy. It's like no, it, it definitely is. In fact, it, it was is. built into the marketing. Um, yes, it's, yes. It's called a, <laughs> it's called a zom rom com. Like that's what they called it. Um. So yeah, it, it's stuff like that where people make excuses for movies that like they're like well i i like that movie but it's not a rom-com it doesn't count as a rom-com i don't like rom-coms um and it's like yeah you do everybody likes rom-coms what's not to like about rom-coms they're so comforting and and just nice i don't know sometimes i just want to watch a movie that's nice you know yeah that's yeah that's what we all want is yeah sometimes you need that yeah watch what like eternal sunshine and then turn i haven't seen that i I, that's terrible it's sad right it's not (laughs) i know i would like it it's heavy but it's it's good Um, i really i would recommend i recommend that hardcore it still has a phenomenal rom-com ending though that's the that's the reason that it ends up being a rom-com is that yes it is sad the whole time and then you get to the ending and you're like oh like you're like yay (laughs) you know like that's what makes that movie so satisfying so that's yeah, the movie you I was could... trying to do. So my my boyfriend talks about like one of the most introspective and sad movies when he has to use an example. It's Syn- uh, Synecdoche, New York, which I still he's like, you have to be in the right mood to watch this because it makes you contemplate your entire existence. Yeah. Um, which is what is... I was thinking when I said Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Was this horribly sad movie. Um, that is but sometimes not... you need like a, yeah, turn, like a that... nice turnaround of a like train wreck. <laughs> you need to watch yeah. something silly and dumb afterward. Yeah. Which I absolutely. love train wreck. I think it's. I I loved Trainwreck too. Mm -hmm. It's stupid that it's called Trainwreck because she is in no way a train wreck. Correct. Once in the entire movie. Yeah, it's 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 like oh she drank too much one time and slept with a guy from New Jersey and it's like okay then she's gonna go back to her highly successful journalism job. Great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
I saw I, yeah. train wreck like, was you, one of you and I have very definitions of what a train wreck is, Judd Apatow. <laughs> yeah, very different. <laughs> well, and then I so I actually I had a lot of fun with that movie because it was one of the first times I um I went to one of those like pre-screenings where they gave you like a survey to fill out at the end, and I ended up sitting like two rows in front of Judd Apatow, which was very fun. And then I I gave notes at the end. And so I saw a, a, a pure Judd Apatow film, which was the two hour and 45 minute cut of Trainwreck that I saw. Um, um, they edited it down to two hours before it came out, but I saw a very long version of Trainwreck and I still liked it. So, um, wow. But that yeah, was, that's impressive. Well, it was just, I remember liking, I mean, Bill Hader is so charming and it, I did not expect yes, it. Yeah. I did not expect him to be a romantic <sighs> lead that I would be fawning over. Um, Amy Schumer's very good in that role and she's very funny consistently. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. um, LeBron James mm-hmm. is is not a great actor, but he's so <laughs> fucking funny in Trainwreck. Like the yeah. whole the whole gimmick where he, that he's cheap is just such a good joke. Just like what's the joke? LeBron James is always trying to split checks <laughs> and is always trying to save money, and everyone's gonna call him out for it because he's LeBron James. That that was great. I, I liked Trainwreck. I just thought yeah. of one more. Oh, did Ed, you ever see the um, Chris yeah. Evans Anna Ferris vehicle? What's your number? No, I think I missed that one. I that one. I don't think it was out for very long. It was I think not. it flopped pretty hard. It flopped yeah. pretty hard, and I don't remember why we watched it other than I think we rented it or we saw it on TV, and maybe it was just that we knew Chris Evans was naked in the trailer in that one scene, so we were like, "We'll just here Fair. we go." But uh, yeah. I, it's I remember there is one part of that movie that I distinctly remember because it's so funny, which is at the end of the movie they do the very rom-com cliche where she realizes her mistake. She realizes that this, he's the one and she has like a, a chase across town, like a montage to go get her man back, which is a, a rom-com staple, but the chase is ridiculous. And she's aware oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. She's like commenting on the rom-com cliches as they're happening. Like at one point she's like hopping a fence in a dress and like her dress rips. And she's like, she's like, I could have waited for him to come home. He lives next door. Like it's just <laughs> uh, that that whole sequence was brilliant because they they're very much hitting every rom com beat, and then Anna Ferris is just commenting on the ridiculousness of it as she's going. It's fantastic. Um, Anna yeah. Ferris is such a good. She's one of the best, I think, rom com actresses. Like with House Bunny and just she's Friends one of the funniest and... comedians we've she's had. So funny. She's so funny. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I, I'm oh, glad she, so she keeps good. doing stuff because there was a time where I was worried people were going to be like, oh, she did Scary Movie and that's all she can do and they weren't going to cast her anymore. But nope, she's still mm-hmm. going. She's still hilarious. She's so funny. Um, I really like her. And I like her a whole lot. isn't married to Chris Pratt anymore. <laughs> what you're um, saying is she's so wait, Scott, available. I do have a question. It's, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Um, <laughs> so... They're, I don't know if they're technically if you would consider them rom coms, but you said you even like like bad bad rom coms. I say in quotation yeah. marks because they're still fun. Um, yeah. How do you feel about like Hallmark cheesy romantic movies? So so to me, I feel like there needs to be a level of competency in the movie for me to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Um And and those movies are made like over two weekends. You know, like. <laughs> yes just all first takes and and the the <laughs> scripts are written in like in like 3 days like i i just 
I can't get down with those. Um, <laughs> I, I will watch the bad Netflix ones because I feel like the competency level yes. is a little higher on the Netflix ones, but I the mean? Hallmark ones are a little, a little too much. Also, they make me sad because it'll be like actors that used to be big, like Lacey yes. Chabert will be in a Hallmark movie. And then it just makes me sad. And like, it bums me out. And I, and I, and it, I just can't, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't do the Hallmark ones, but the Netflix ones are fine because it's a lot of up and coming actors, which is better. Yeah. Um, That's, speaking of that, what is the, um, is it about plus one the- with, plus um, one. Jack Quaid and what's her face from pen 15. Yeah. That one rules. That's great. That one was so good. That one. Yeah. Was Did you guys see like- set it up? Set it up also rules. I haven't seen set it up. I should set see it up that. is so good. It's about two assistants getting their bosses to hook oh, up. Yes, I did so, see this on yeah. uh yeah with um uh Lucy Lou. Yes. Yeah, Lucy Lou and I yeah, forget what the other guy too. the other boss is. But yeah, they're trying to get their bosses to hook up so that like their jobs will be easier because <laughs> they won't have to they won't be working for workaholics anymore. Um, um Billy, really for good. your reference, the other boss is Tay Diggs. <laughs> That's oh, right, yes. okay. Okay, great. So it's setting up Lucy Lou and Tay Diggs. Oh, yeah. what a hot it's couple. A, a very Holy hot crap. couple. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. really into it. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Yeah. That yeah. One's really that good. one was good. I it. Yeah, all these some of the new rom coms with up and coming. You're right; they they've been really solid. You, movies. you know what was a really yeah. this is still and ten years old at this plus point. One just on a whim one day. Yeah. Sorry, we interrupt because of the the overlap of the online. But I sorry, I'm just scrolling through IMDb looking at rom coms. I like the uh, <laughs> the Ryan Reynolds Sandra Bullock the proposal with um, Betty White. Oh, that's that's great. a stupid movie. That's very funny. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Oh my that god, rules. I've been Every sitting time that's here on TV. I watch it. <laughs> I've been sitting here being like, surely there's a gay rom com, and I keep going to call me by your name, which is not a comedy. It's just a romance. Mm-hmm. It's and it's lovely, but <laughs> but I've got to, I put my poster up yeah. finally. I have my call me by your name poster up in the living room. Um, but we just had <laughs> our uh, 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 Kristen Stewart gay rom com this on Hulu. Yes. What was that called? Um. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh. It's, I should have watched it, the Christmas one. It's really, Dan it's Levy. good. It's really yes. solid. Yes, it's, um, that one, that's probably the last rom-com I saw, and it, that was solid. The, there was a part of me that got the happiest season. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. Uh, Kristen Stewart, um, uh, Mackenzie Davis from, um, <laughs> this is so weird, from Terminator Dark Fate, <laughs> is what yeah. I know her from. Um, Allison <laughs> Brie, Dan Levy. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza getting to play gay finally. Like we should do that more often, yeah. please. Um, but yeah, that was yeah. nice because that one is such a. It does hit all the rom com beats, but they just let it be gay, mm-hmm. um, which really yeah. made me happy. Uh, there is, I, I, I wa- it was just, I, I really like it a lot. It's just unfortunate that they had to make it about coming out. Yes, like that yeah. had to be what what the plot was instead of it just being a rom-com about gay people you know like it had to be about like a oh i don't i haven't come out to my parents yet and like that drama and i'm like well that's a little that's it's a bummer that that had to be what it was about you know i would it would have been cool if it was just a a, like a love triangle between aubrey plaza and the and the two of them you know yes that would have been been because i i got to the point at one point in the movie i was like i was like (laughs) I was like, Kristen Stewart, just leave. I was like, you deserve better. This is so exhausting. I can't <laughs> yeah. deal. I can't deal with like as a gay person. I was like, I can't deal with like having a partner keeping a secret from their parents in your parents' home. I'm literally losing yeah. my mind. Um, yeah, there was there's literally a period of that movie where I was like, just go find Aubrey Plaza at that bar and just get with her. Like I'm done with this. But they yeah. they do reel it back yeah. in. They have a phenomenal ending and and 
they let Dan Levy off leash a little bit and he's hilarious. So that's great. Um, yes. I do have one other rom-com dimension that I remembered talking about recent ones. Um, if you haven't watched Palm Springs with Andy I Sandler, haven't. Yes. It was it's, really good. It's, it's like, Oh, good. It's yeah. incredible. Like yeah. I did not expect it to be as good as it was. Cause there's like weird time travel, weird, like you don't know really what's going on, but also yeah. you're watching this romance blossom and it's, Oh, yeah, there's so here, many layers to it, and it's is really good. And I just watched my, it again on a whim. Here's my hot take on that: it's yeah. better than Groundhog Day because the woman mm-hmm. has consent. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <in> Sorry. <this. laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yes, it is. It is Groundhog Day, but with some uh, a better moral compass. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Wow. Um, it rules. That was that was the last movie I saw in theaters. I saw it in a test screening before oh, really? lockdown. I, yeah. Uh, that's that's why that's why whenever i see palm springs i think to myself i have to watch this or scott's gonna say something because i remember when you said (laughs) i remember when you were like i saw this movie at a test reading i haven't been able to talk about it until now now it's out it's great go see it and i was like i'm gonna listen to scott and then i never watched it it's It's on hulu no that's a and it's like it's not long it's no it moves quick it's really good like it's really funny too. Yeah, I would. Lo- I, yeah. Well, I, I'll recommend it because I love stuff. Palm. Oh, Springs. it's uh, the 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 female lead is uh, 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 uh Miliati, just... who yeah, who was in the episode of Mythic Quest we were gushing about. Oh, she it was. She's the yes, she's the goth woman who's. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. That she's episode, great. I'm just got hung up on it. I uh, <laughs> and then I, uh, what's her face from Search Party is in it. The blonde from Search Party, which is arguably one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Um. Oh, she's so funny. Meredith Sorry, Hagner? I just, um, is that her wow. name? Wow, this is, this, I'm going to have to watch Palm Springs. The last movie I saw yeah, in theaters yeah, before the Meredith lockdown Hagner. was, um, was Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, which I didn't mind at all. That was a good time. I really liked it. <laughs> I think that was a lot of people's last yep. movie. Yeah, for the sure. The last hurrah. Um, was the, the, yeah. the ever so happy portrait of a woman on fire, or of a lady on fire. <laughs> that was my last theater experience. <laughs> but I, <laughs> That's so, intense. It, it was intense. And it's also a beautiful movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Kind of a, no, wait, what, what am I saying? I was about to say it's a rom-com. It's not. No. It's not at all. Uh, it, it is, but it is a beautiful gay romance. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that movie was really, really good. I, uh, we're I actually, as, I, I know, Dagny, you've, I'm going back you've to the done. Movies today. Yes, that's what I heard. So the boyfriend and I have been um, hunting for movie tickets. This is my second. We're probably, yeah. I think we're going to see A Quiet Place 2 in theaters. And then we're all hyped mm. for... Um, in the Heights. Nice. I can't wait for In the of Heights. Of course. Oh, yes. Match. That's going to be, I cannot. Well, wait. Scott. Um, well, no, we, go ahead, we kind of really got off 27 Dresses. But did you have yes. any last thoughts about 27 Dresses? Um, About 27 Dresses? I mean, I just think, I think Katherine Heigl got a really bad rap, probably because she was working with the wrong producers who decided to like ruin her reputation. Yes. Um, yeah. As we've, as we're learning in retrospect with like all of this Me Too stuff, <clears throat> that a lot of this, a lot of this like bullshit that we've heard about actresses is just that bullshit mm-hmm. that male producers yes. um, ruin their careers with or their reputations with. And so I'm really excited that she's on a TV show on Netflix now. I hope that she starts getting back in. I find her very watchable, mm-hmm. very charming. charming. Yeah. I love her in this movie. Um, and this is, you know, she did a, quite a few rom-coms mm-hmm. in this area. I think this is the best one. Yeah. Um, 
kind of by a country mile uh, because I think this one was so poorly received that they started dumping her into like bad ones, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but this one rules. Uh, yeah. Watch this instead of Knocked Up. Knocked Up is not great. Uh, yeah. yeah. I do want to. Oh, I wanted the other pinnacle of rom coms that I think might be might be my favorite is Sweet Home Alabama. Anytime that's on, I watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's phenomenal too. I you like that. those? You like those country boys, don't you? Born and raised in Texas, baby. <laughs> that's what yep. I'm figuring out. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, yep. I mean, you know, and of course I love like I love an Efron. I love a, Ma- a Myers, yeah. you know, the classics, the two queens of rom-coms. Yes. Yep. Um, but uh yeah, Man Up is one I didn't get to talk about that one, but like it's on HBO Max right now. It's I it's it's really good. It's very simple, but mm-hmm. it is just executed exactly right, exactly the way the 27 dresses is. Um, and, uh, I, I really, really love it a lot. It's really I good. That so check that out. Format. I would love to recommend timer, which is like one of my all time favorites, but you literally can't watch it. It's not available. <laughs> I have a DVD. So if you guys want to come over to my apartment, we can watch it. I'll watch um, it. I've never but, <laughs> but we can't, uh, we can't, uh, I can't promote it. Cause like, I don't know where it is. I don't know where, I don't know when or where it's ever going to be available again. Wow. Dang. So that's rough. Dang. Gotta, well, that was wait, like who's Scott, in time? Right? Um, I, uh, Emma Caulfield from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Anya. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, nice and it's nice. about it's it's a really cool concept. Every it's about like the not too distant future where everyone gets can get a, a a timer installed in their wrist, and it counts down to the exact moment that you meet the love of your life, like the mm. one. Um, and, and the idea is Emma Caulfield gets hers installed because the way it works is it only, your timer only starts when you're the one gets theirs installed. And then your guys is both turn on at the same time. Hers hasn't turned on. So she has to blindly date people and convince them to get a timer installed. And inevitably they do. And it turns on, but it doesn't sync up with hers. And so it's like about her coming to terms with like dating when, she doesn't know who the one is, but she constantly feels like she's cheating on the one because scientifically in this universe, you know that they exist. Yeah. And so it's about her coming to terms with all of that. And it's really, really good. Yeah. That's That's a cool cool concept. Very black mirror. I'm yes, very much so. But like, you know, not as, not as much of a bummer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Junipero is really good though. San Junipero is an excellent episode. Yeah. 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 That is the, uh, that is another very sweet one. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm for a big sure. Black Mirror fan. Uh, Billy, would you like to play a game? Oh my we, gosh, Dagny, I would love to play a game. Uh, we've reached <laughs> the point in the program, the program where we play a game called What a Pitch. What a Pitch is a game where we have our guest uh, pitch us a, a pop culture object and a genre, and we each have 30 seconds to respond. Um, and I, Dagny, because last week was a bonus episode, I have no idea who goes first. I'm pretty sure it's me because cool. I think you went first with Anthony about I the think Expanse. You're, corre- you're, you're correct because yeah, we just brought it. Hey, watch stream the Expanse on Amazon Prime. They should start paying me. Um, all right, I am going to turn down my headphones and you guys can get started. Re- remind me, oh, pop culture object. Remind me oh, what you mean. By any that? like like movie, TV show, book, video game, oh. Tamagotchi concept album, zine. <laughs> operating system okay um yeah anything you want i mean there's also there's really no wrong answer because like bear got on here and his was just make the last season of game of thrones watchable like you can just go whatever feels feels right to you (laughs) all right i am going to i can no longer hear you go for it 
Um, all right, let's do to stay on theme. Let's do rom com. Yes. Um, but I want you to take the scariest movie you've ever seen and turn it into a rom com. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. Not necessarily the scariest, scariest movie I've ever seen, but I will say, uh, Psycho came to mind, and um, I would love to make that into a rom com. Just. Norman Bates ends up not killing what's her face in the shower. Um, There's a turn of events where he decides he's actually in love and he's going to pursue this woman. Uh, Turns out his mom is not actually dead. And uh, his mom tries to uh, actually, it's all going to be sweet. We're just going to use the same characters, same plot, same set, but uh, it turns out to be a happy ending. Uh, But I got, I, Maybe she does find out that he's like secretly a serial killer, but he's like changed his ways for her <laughs> to keep in the theme of the really bleak story of Psycho. Um, that wasn't my best work, but I uh, Psycho is what came to mind. But I think that's about 30 seconds. All right. I'll have Billy come back. That was a fun one. I like <laughs> Dagny, I just muted you on accident. I'm so sorry. Unmute yourself. I hit the wrong one. <laughs> How, was I muted through that whole thing? No, 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 no. I, oh, okay, great. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah. I just realized that the, the video was lagging, so I couldn't see when you waved me back, and I went to unmute myself, and I just muted you like a dummy, but we're good. Heard, got it. All right, Billy, I'm excited for you to do this one. Okay. Uh, Scott, okay. would you like to give Billy the prompt? Yes. So, Billy, yes. the scariest movie you've ever seen, turn it into a rom-com. What's the scariest movie I've ever seen? You know what? And this it was only scary because we saw it in theaters, but let's go. The only time I've been legit freaked out in a movie theater was when we saw Paranormal Activity 1 with like no promotion, didn't know what it was about. <laughs> Went and saw it at a packed theater in college. Literally every seat was filled. We were screaming, what if, what if it's about a marriage on the rocks? And the the haunting is what brings them back together. She gets dragged down the hallway <laughs> screaming. He gets to her. She's like, I didn't think you'd come for me. He was like, I'll always come for you, baby. Um, it's still just as horrible and just as violent and, uh, you know, blood on the walls. But the, the couple will both survive. Um, but then at the end, just because I love the ending of the first one, um, she's still the murderer. She's still possessed. Cool. And that's time. <laughs> Oh, right. man. I feel like we both kind of left out the comedy aspect of it and just pitched a romantic movie. Well, I would say your, Dagny, yours featured a lot more hijinks than Billy's, <laughs> so I would I would lean toward yours. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> hijinks could mean comedy, theoretically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Where he, uh, maybe he did go to try to kill her in the shower, and then it was just, you know. Are you doing oh, a yeah. psycho? I miss. it was uh it it was a stretch um but there's a happy ending to psycho but he's he's still a serial killer he just changes his ways for uh i can't remember her name right now janet lee yeah i was gonna say janet lee (laughs) that's all you need oh my gosh yes yes yeah Oh, that was fun. I I love a That's rom-com. funny. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Scott. This was perfect. I thanks yeah, for having 27 me. Just, I'm glad I watched it literally a month ago for the first time. I had I yeah, watched that it. Was I had great. a friend over and they were like, You haven't seen it? And we watched it. And yeah, it's perfect. a delight. It's so it's wonderful. So good. Yeah. I love it. Um Scott, is there anything you would love to promote before we wrap up the show? Um, I want to promote my whole podcast network, yes. Dueling yes. Genre. Uh, you can go to duelinggenre.com and check out the podcast that we have there. I host uh, uh, numerous podcasts. Um, I host a theme park podcast called Theme Park This, where myself and my co-hosts take any IP 
subject, concept, whatever. And then we spend the episode turning into a theme park, creating rides, theoretical rides, <laughs> theoretical restaurants, all these things. Um, so you can check that out. That's called Theme Park This. I also have The Doctor's Companion, which is a Doctor Who podcast. What, what? There's an episode way, 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 way back in the feed that Billy was a guest on. Um, so you can you can find yep. that uh, early Billy, like five years ago, yes. Billy, I think. At this point. <laughs> I recorded with a PlayStation uh, headset because I didn't have a microphone. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, there's that. And then I have Franchiseography, which is like my main podcast right now, um, where uh, we take a franchise and we, we do one movie at a time and we just dig deep into the development of the movie and we do a, a scene by scene walkthrough of the movie and just talk about every aspect of what makes this franchise, why a sequel may or may not work. Um, you know, the original plans versus what was actually done, that sort of thing. We have done nice. Men in Black. We're in the middle of our Scream miniseries right now, the Scream oh, franchise. Yeah. And then this summer we're doing X-Men, which these two will be the guest for X2, yes. which I'm, so I'm very excited about. I'm so about. pumped. I'm rewatching it next weekend. Yep. Uh, I'll be watching it soon. In preparation. Watching my if, if we'll see if it's still if it's still my favorite X-Men after rewatching it after so long, but it's it's my favorite X-Men movie. X2 is great iconic yeah yeah it's incredible um, um and i i am determined to find a way to get some rom-coms on franchiseography i think yeah. i'm gonna cheat and do like like an efron filmography yeah. or like uh <laughs> or like a yeah like a nancy myers filmography or something like that um in order to to get that done but uh i will do it um but anyway yeah Can't check wait. that out franchiseography theme park this the doctor's companion dueling genre it's a good time. Geek by night. Geek by night. I'm on Geek by night. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Billy plays a, a really get, great character on Geek. Everybody's favorite character this season um, on Geek by Night. I hear it all the time, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, you should check that out. That's a uh, that's just a podcast. That's an audio drama about uh, a bunch of friends who run a comic book shop together and also get superpowers and figure out what to do with that while also figuring out that transition of going from your 20s to your 30s that millennials all have to go through where we're like, oh, right, being an adult is just faking it. <laughs> Our parents were faking it. Everyone's faking it. Uh, being an adult is not a real thing. Um, and and uh, that whole uh, existential crisis, um, that's kind of what the show's about. Uh, but you should Very check cool. that out as well. That's great. So, yes. Podcast galore. Everybody check yes. out all of Scott Curley's podcasts. They are all They're great. fantastic. Um, they genuinely, they're yeah. so good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm very excited to be on your podcast in like a week. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's almost June or it will be June when this comes it out. It will be June. Um, It'll be June. Hello. Welcome hello. to June the 2nd, listeners. Hello. Hello. June the 2nd. <laughs> um, great. Well, this has been Poptimist. Uh, if you would like to email us, our email is poptimistpod at gmail.com. Follow our Instagram. We still are going to have our live shows coming up soon. We just got to figure out the logistics of that soon. Billy, that reminds me. We should probably work on it. I know. Um, got to send some emails. So follow our Instagram for updates on that. Um, and that's also just poptimistpod is our Instagram handle. And other than that, I think it's time to say goodbye. Bye. Buy tickets to Billy's Big Night Out June 10th at the Comedy Chateau in North Hollywood. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> bye. There you go.